Hey everybody, welcome to the Star Wars Canon Library. I am your host, Brian Miller, uh, and I'm so glad you guys decided to join me for this, uh, I guess you could say this inaugural uh, episode, uh, this, this new format that I decided I was going to uh, give a shot for the Star Wars Canon Library. Uh, for those of you that haven't figured it out, I'm not saying you're stupid or anything, but if, uh, if you guys haven't figured it out, yes, this is an audio-only podcast. Uh, I spend a lot of time when I've made my videos in the past, I've spent hours upon hours upon hours, you know, just putting together these short little videos, uh, to put up and, and a lot of time and effort goes into, uh, editing all of that together, especially some of the headaches I've had with some of my editing software. Um, and, and I've kind of thought forward towards the future more, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, I, I work at a grain elevator in Kansas, so I'm coming up on my harvest season here in the next, uh, you know, handful of weeks, and I'm going to be off the grid for a while. Uh, but when I come back, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to to take the Canon Library in a new direction, a direction that I wanted to take it in in the first place when I first conceived the idea of doing the Canon Library. Uh, I, I'm very excited about that, and the reason uh, I'm actually able to facilitate something like that now, Kirsty and I uh, are in the process of buying a house. Uh, so this would be, a, you know, we're first time home buyers. This would, this will be the first time I've ever, uh, put my name on something this big. But the good thing is I will have my own room to myself. Uh, I can actually set things up more permanently, uh, and kind of figure out where we're going to go with this thing. But when I come back, I'm wanting to focus more on the podcasting aspect of this instead of more, you know, instead of the, the, the YouTube aspect of it, I still want to do the YouTube videos the reaction videos, the reviews for novels, stuff like that. Uh, but I want to focus mainly on the, uh, uh, podcast aspect of it. And if you hadn't, if you couldn't tell yet by this particular episode, uh, I'd be a little more laid back, uh, a little more, uh, informal, I guess you could say. Uh, now I, I'm planning on doing two separate podcasts or I want to get this stuff out of the way before I, before I actually get into the, the format of the show. Um, I'm going to be doing two separate podcasts. Uh, this one I'm starting now. This is officially episode one uh, of the uh, of the Star Wars Canon Library, uh, and this one will. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do uh, for uh, the YouTube end of this because the actual podcast itself, the main podcast, uh, I'm wanting to put on Patreon. Uh, now I, I did start a Patreon account, uh, and I've, and I've got it set very low. I'm not, I'm not asking for a whole lot. Uh, I will be putting out a weekly podcast with Chris Stolle as the co-host for the Star Wars Canon podcast. Uh, that will be exclusive to the Patreon members and supporters. Uh, I've got it set to $2 a month. I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not asking for a whole lot. Uh, but that is where the main format is that, of that is going to be. I'm still trying to come up with how I want the podcast to work for YouTube, mainly because it's going to be different content on each one. There's no point in having the same content on both of them and you have to pay for one and not the other. Um, so I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do for the YouTube aspect of it on top of the uh, reaction videos, the reviews, stuff like that. Guys, let me know in the comment section below, especially some of you have been following for a while. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Uh, what is What are some of y'all's ideas? Uh, of something I could do for the YouTube aspect of it. You know, I, I'm, I'm trying to throw some ideas around. We've got plenty of time to come up with it. Uh, so, so let me know. I would love to get y'all's input on that. Uh, but like I said, 
This was what I originally envisioned for the Canon Library. I'm very excited to be getting it there. Uh, and uh, for these weekly episodes, uh, at least for the for up until you know my harvest season starts, for these next few weeks, uh, I'm going to give this format a shot right here. I guess you guys can be my test subjects, my guinea pigs, whatnot. I'm going to wrap everything the Canon Library does into one podcast. So we're going to talk about some news stories. We're going to answer some mailbag questions. And I'm going to start giving you guys an update on new Canon material coming out. What just came out the week before as far as comics go. You know, what's coming out in the following weeks or in the upcoming weeks, stuff like that. So uh, I, I think this is going to be the best route for uh, something like this. Uh, and, it, and it really does suck. I know I'm going to catch hell from Kirsty because I've spent so much money on all of this video equipment also. And now I'm just going to be using the audio aspect of it. Um, but, you know, you, you've got to evolve and you've got to change. And if something's not really working, you have to try something else. If that's not working, try something else, you know. Uh, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and hoping for a different reaction, a different response, you know, so, uh, I'm trying not to be insane, but, uh, with all of that out of the way, I figured we would take some time. I could take my time and go through this nice and slow. I'm not really in a hurry at all. So, uh, if you're ready guys, I am ready. Let's talk some star Wars. I cannot wait. Uh, star Wars, the one thing in life that matters, uh, to a handful of people, but to those handful of people, it is the only thing that matters. So, uh, let's talk some Star Wars, guys. First off, I've got, I mean, I've got a couple news stories here. Uh, the first one, tickets for Solo, a Star Wars story, finally went on sale on May 4th, guys. Uh, it's kind of common sense that it was going to drop on, uh, Star Wars Day of all days. Um, but what's interesting about this is the pre-sale tickets have already doubled the pre-sale tickets of Black Panther. Uh, and is our, and I mean, the solo star Wars story is already the second highest pre uh, has the second highest pre-sale tickets this year, second only to infinity war. Um, I'm, I'm surprised at that. And at the same time, I'm not, look, I'm, I'm not surprised cause it's a star Wars movie. Star Wars is star Wars is star Wars. Uh, and I, and I know there's a lot of people out there that disagree with that, you know, saying certain films aren't Star Wars, some are, you know, have that feel, but that, that's not what I'm talking about. It's got the Star Wars title on it. It's a, it's an official Star Wars film. It's going to do well at the box office. Um, now I am kind of surprised that it really did this well. And I know there's been a lot of negativity surrounding solo Star Wars story with, you know, uh, Lord and Miller departing the project and being replaced by Ron Howard. Um, you know, everything that has happened so far, you know, people crying out that uh, Alden Ehrenreich doesn't look like Han Solo, which we'll touch on a little bit later in some of the mailbag questions. But, you know, there's there's a lot of negative uh, feelings towards this film. Uh, and so to see uh, a pre-sale like that, and the film's already projected to open at $170 million. Uh, which is higher than what Rogue One opened at. Rogue One opened to 155. So I'm, I'm really curious to see what is going to happen with this film. I know there's a lot of people saying they're done with Star Wars after Disney took over. You're entitled to your opinion. I don't care. That doesn't affect me at all. It doesn't change the fact I am going to go and enjoy this film. So, But what I got to thinking about, can you imagine what these pre-sale numbers would have been like? Had Ron, excuse me, had Ron Howard been the director from the beginning with no negative 
uh, publicity, you know. I mean, obviously, you'd still have the people crying because it's not Harrison Ford as Han Solo, and this isn't the Star Wars movie we wanted, you know. Um, obviously, you're going to have all that with every Star Wars movie now. Uh, and, and me personally, I'm already preparing myself for the inevitable butthurt fans that are going to be coming across saying, no matter how good that movie is, saying that it's a pile of crap, that it's not Star Wars to them. It's whatever. You're entitled to your opinion. Um, but I'm not going to let it affect me at all. But uh, can you imagine what this film would have done without that negativity? It's already projected. And remember, that's just a projection. That could change in the flip of a switch. But And that was before pre-sale tickets went on sale, by the way. Um, $170 million, Rogue One opened to $155 million, and still went on to break a billion dollars. Because if I remember right, hang on, let me look here. I've got it written down. Uh, Rogue One ended up making $1.05 billion at the global box office. Uh, and it opened to, like I said, $155 million. Uh, does that mean Solo's going to break the billion dollar mark? It very, very well could. Now, I'm trying to keep some factors in mind for this. One, with the negative publicity. Two, with Alden Ehrenreich playing Han Solo, not a lot of people are grasping that concept yet that we have a new Han Solo. Um, but this film very well could make a billion dollars. Am I thinking it's going to? It very possibly could. Am I going to be surprised if it doesn't? No. Uh, at this point, we live in a world now where if a film doesn't make over a billion dollars, everybody starts crying saying that it was... Uh, not a success, that it was a flop. And that's simply not true. If Solo makes $750 million, it's a success. It doesn't have to break that billion dollar mark to, to actually be successful, to be profitable. It doesn't have to. But this false notion that all of us have that if it doesn't break a billion dollars, it's not a good movie, is just simply not true. Uh, and th that it wasn't successful, that's not true. So... Am I going to be heartbroken if it doesn't break a billion dollars? No, I'm not going to be heartbroken. It will be the first of the new Disney films to not break a billion dollars. But it's not going to break my heart at all. Um, now, if it comes out and worldwide makes $250 million, we're going to be having a much different conversation. But I don't think that's the case. Now, as far as like uh, Infinity War goes, that thing was a behemoth. That, that thing broke records that I didn't think were going to be broken for quite a while. Um, but with Star Wars, I look, somebody asked me back on one of my previous mailbag episodes about what order I thought the, uh, big films this summer coming out, the three big films coming out this summer, uh, what order they were going to come out in. Uh, and I, and that was, those films were Infinity War, Deadpool 2 and Solo. I said, Infinity War was going to stomp both of them. And so far, so good. Now, granted, only one film has come out. Uh, of course, I'm, I, you know, I'm right about everybody's right so far. Um, once Deadpool comes out, we'll have a better idea of that order of that ranking. But as of right now, I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, Solo is going to come out second of those three. Uh, I, I don't think Deadpool is going to quite top the number Solo is going to end up doing. doesn't mean it's going to be a worse film. It just, I, I box office wise, I think Solo is going to beat Deadpool. You know, I could be wrong. Well, let's wait and see how that goes. Uh, and we only have a few more weeks to wait, man. I can't wait. We got like what? Three weeks left two and a half weeks till solo. God, man, I can't believe it's almost here. But anyway, uh, so on to the next story. Let's see here. Okay. So Mark Hamill, 
may have accidentally spoiled a cameo in the Star Wars and in, in the solo film. Now, for those of you who are trying to go into solo completely spoiler free, uh, you may want to skip ahead a little ways because uh, I'm going to be talking some potential spoilers here for solo. Uh, Mark Hamill was on a podcast recently talking about uh, solo, a Star Wars story, and uh, he was quoted uh, here. I'll just read the quote to you. He says, uh, ha ha ha. Uh, Anthony Daniels was so happy because he's in every single Star Wars movie, every single one. All the prequels, he's in Rogue One, he's in Solo. Oops, I hope that's not... Um, but anyway, he's in every single Star Wars movie. That's not such a reveal. All Star Wars fans expect him to be in every movie. Uh, now, we all know Mark Hamill is one of these people that likes to troll on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, I the, the best example that comes to mind is when he was, before episode 8 came out, I think it was before even the trailer dropped, uh, he said something on his Twitter about tomorrow the trailer for episode 8 releases and everybody lost their minds, and then he was talking about the 8th episode of his television show, um, so a pop culture quest. So he does like to troll, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's hard to take anything Mark Hamill says uh, at face value. However, I feel like this is different, and it's not, look, first off, do I want 3PO to pop up in Solo? I actually don't. I don't want 3PO to pop up in it. I'm, I'm actually terrified that he's going to. Um, so this isn't me just saying I want him to be right. I want to, I want to make that very clear uh, to begin with. I'm, I'm hoping to God, I'm, I'm hoping to God he's trolling with us, but I don't think he is. Um, because if you look at what he says, I listened to what he said uh, on the podcast, and and he he genuinely sounded like he let something slip, and I don't think he actually meant to. Um, and even if you just look at the text, uh, the quote in text, uh, you can tell he paused and and realized that he messed up. But then he goes on to say, "That's not such a reveal." All Star Wars fans expect him to be in the movie, so he's trying. To me, it feels like he's trying to play it off like, "Well, so what? Everybody knew it anyway. I really didn't drop anything." 3PO and R2 probably going to pop up in Solo somewhere. Now, is that what I want? No. Is that what the fans want? Probably not. But it kind of, you almost have to, to keep from breaking tradition. You know, like one of the other big traditions with Star Wars is the line, you know, I have a bad feeling about this. And we got a variation of it in uh, Rogue One. K2 started to say it got cut off. So that was kind of a nod to it. He never got to finish it. So it was kind of a nice nod to that line. You know, in the trailers for Solo, we have him saying, I've got a really good feeling about this. So we've seen variations of that. Um, but certain traditions you don't mess with. And the fact, I mean, with 3PO and R2's cameo in Rogue One, it made sense that they would be there and that they would uh, like be there on Yavin 4 and saying something about Scarif. That, that makes sense. I mean, if you don't consider the fact that they should have been on the Tana 4 that was already at Scarif, but whatever, we won't talk about that right now. Um, but I don't. I feel like he at first felt like this was a slip, and then realized that he doesn't. It doesn't really matter. So, uh, could he be trolling us? He could be. I could be wrong. I could be reading this wrong. Uh, but from just my take, uh, I I think we're gonna see 3PO and R2 pop up. I don't know in what context it's gonna be. I don't know if they're going to have dialogue. I don't know if they're just going to be in the background somewhere. I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't have any inside information on this as much as I wish I did. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, 
I, I really don't think he meant to drop that, and I really do think he's uh, telling the truth on that. But what do you guys think? Let me know in the comment section below. How would you feel if R2 and 3PO popped up at some point in Solo? Uh, would it kind of take you out of the film a little bit? Would it? Do you think it would feel inorganic? Do you think it would feel unnatural that they would be a part of that story? Let me know. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on that. And that's going to do it for news stories for this week. Uh, before I get to the mailbag questions, uh, I'm going to take a couple minutes and let you guys know uh, some of the new canon material that is just released this past week. As you know, uh, most comic, well, all comic books release on Wednesdays at your local comic book store. Uh, and one of these comics that came out actually came out on Saturday. Uh, Saturday was free comic book day. Kirsty and I went to Prairie Dog Comics in Wichita. Uh, that's, I mean, that's one of the, if not the best star, uh, comic book store I've ever been to in my life. I absolutely love it. Uh, the guys are friendly. They, I mean, they, they're insane, man. Uh, and, and I was kind of surprised. Hey, I got to tell you guys about this. Uh, I was kind of surprised cause Friday, uh, I, well, I found out, uh, like a week ago that one of the free comic books for free comic book day was going to be a star Wars adventures comic. And that it was going to be canon leading into issue number 10. And I'm like, oh man, I got to get my hands on that issue. So I called Prairie Dog uh, ahead of time and asked them, you know, if, uh, if that comic, if they could pull that comic and put one in my pull file, because I was going to come in on Saturday and pick up my pull file anyway. And they said, no, no, we really can't do that. I'm sorry. I, I, we can't help you. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, and I was kind of bummed. And uh, I was like, well, I mean, okay, that's fine. You know, I was just, I was trying to keep up with all this, the canon comics. And uh, John, he was, he was the one to answer the phone for the, for those of you that, that uh, go to Prairie Dog. Uh, he said, uh, what's your name again? And I said, it's Brian Miller. And he went, oh, oh, hang on a second. And you hear him in the background. Hey, grab one of those Star Wars comics for free comic book day and put it in Brian Miller's pull file. And I started laughing and he gets back on the phone and he's like, yeah, he's like, you, you spend enough money here. He goes, you've got some clout around here. So yeah, we can do that for you. I was like, cool, I appreciate it, brother, I really do. Um, so I was able, actually able to get that one, but we'll get to that in a second. Most Star Wars comics come out uh, on uh, Wednesdays, so I'm gonna, probably going to release this on Tuesdays so that you guys can have a good uh, a, a good idea of what's coming out the next day also. That way you guys can make sure to go look for it. But this past week, on the 2nd, uh, we uh, were treated to Marvel's Star Wars issue number 47, uh, Marvel's The Last Jedi number one and IDW's Star Wars Adventures Free Comic Book Day 2018 was released on the 5th. Um, the Star Wars series is one that is actually starting to pick up for me. It's been kind of hit and miss, but I'm getting to where I really, I'm really, really enjoying it. And it's kind of crossing with the new Vader series a little bit. Uh, the new Vader series that's taking place, you know, three years after Revenge of the Sith. The Last Jedi uh, novel, or I'm sorry, novelization, comic adaptation, uh, more to come on that. I have yet to get that particular issue. That one wasn't in my pull file, so I'm hoping to get it next week. So, uh, more to come on that. But the Star Wars Adventures Free Comic Book Day, uh, comic was a Han and Chewie issue. Uh, it was young Han and Chewie issue, actually, uh, f uh you know, promoting the upcoming solo film. Uh, but it was a nice little lead in to what issue 10 is going to be. I'm, I'm really excited to see where that comic's going to go. Uh, and speaking of issue number 10, let's talk about some upcoming canon. Uh, let's see, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow we have got Marvel's Darth Vader number 16. This is the series that's taking place uh, back uh, about three years after Revenge of the Sith. Uh, it's, it's by far top of my list for my favorite uh, comic issue so far, my comic run so far. 
Uh, before this, it was the other Vader run. So uh, this Vader run is completely obliterating the other one as far as I'm concerned. The last Vader run was uh, 25 issues. I believe they, they cut it short at 25, and this one is going supposed to be ongoing. They've got 20 years of stories they could tell with this one. So, uh, and, and it is absolutely great. Uh, anybody who's just now getting into the comics for the first time, I would uh, definitely, definitely suggest this as a jumping off point. So uh, we've also got Thrawn number four. The Thrawn series so far, is it's just a, co a comic adaptation of the novel Thrawn. So if you've read the, the uh, novel and you want to kind of get an idea of how that story actually looked, you can pick these uh, comic adaptations up. If you haven't read Thrawn and you don't have time to actually sit and read the novel, these comics are a really decent app, uh, adaptation to the novel. Now, granted, they can't fit everything from the novel in the comics, um, but I'm not sure how long that run's going to go. They're already up to issue number four, and they're not really far into the novel, to be honest. So uh, we'll see how that one goes and then we've also got IDW's Star Wars Adventures number 10 uh, which is the uh, I guess you could say sequel comic which was the comic that the free comic book day uh, comic was a prequel to so it's going to be a Han and Chewie adventure as well uh, and, and the Star Wars Adventures comic I don't want to say they're bad I don't want to say they're great either um, so far the Star Wars Adventures look let me put it to you this way Star Wars Adventures seems almost like and, and I'm probably this this is probably the way it is and I just missed something somewhere Star Wars Adventures is more for like a five to eight year old range to be completely honest especially uh, one of the last issues I read some of the things that happen in it uh, but there's nothing really earth shattering happening in, happening in these comics and each one is kind of its own little one off so you don't have to read the one before it to know what's going on in the others but uh, I mean they're they're canon but they're not really necessary canon if, if you catch my drift. So, um, but anyway, that is all of the new canon coming up this week. Uh, Marvel's Vader 16, Thrawn number four, and IDW's Star Wars Adventures number 10. So make sure to go check those out at your local comic book store. Uh, start a pull file. Believe me, that if, if your comic book store does that, that is really handy to have. Um, I'm going to have to start going to get my comics every week now. I used to go get them once a month, but... I'm going to start go get, uh, going to get them every week uh, to keep up uh, with this uh, new podcast format. But that's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But definitely go make sure to go uh, check out the Vader series and the Thrawn series. Uh, absolutely. So before we end this particular episode, I have got four mailbag episodes that I, or episodes, <laughs> four episodes. I've got four mailbag questions uh, that have been sent and I figured I would go ahead and just roll mailbag into this podcast as well. Uh, so here we go. And before we get started, just so you guys know, if you're new to the Canon Library, I'm horrible with names. I'm saying that because of this first name. Uh, I have no idea how to pronounce your name, so I am truly, truly sorry if I butcher it. Uh, the first question this week comes from Jamie Hallbech. Hallbeck. Hallbeshi. I, I, I honestly have no idea how to pronounce your last name. I'm truly, truly sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm, that's actually very embarrassing for me. Um, but Jamie says, Hey, I'm new to watching you and I'm really enjoying your content. I'm not sure if this is allowed, but I kind of have three questions for you. Which live action Star Wars movie is your favorite and why? Do you prefer the Clone Wars or Rebels animated series and why? But I've been wondering, are the deleted scenes in the movies canon? Two, 
or just the standard length movie itself. Thanks a lot, and I hope your channel continues to grow. Thank you for the question, Jamie. I, I, I'm hoping it grows to, as, as well uh, as any content creator would. Um, all right, so to answer your questions, let's start at the top here. Uh, favorite live-action Star Wars movie uh, and why? Okay, look, I'm going to get lynched for this. I, I catch crap all the time because of it. You guys already know where I'm going with it because I'm saying this. Um, I catch crap on a daily basis between comments and, uh, you know, I just, a lot of people really don't like the fact that I like the new star Wars films. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to, and this isn't me jumping on some bandwagon. I've seen the film several, several times. I've slept on it. I've analyzed it. I run a star Wars page for God's sakes. You know, I'm analyzing star Wars. Uh, and I'm going to say it. My favorite Star Wars film is The Last Jedi. And I'm going to stand by that until the, I mean, either until the day I die or something better comes along. I'm, I'm standing by that. I absolutely loved The Last Jedi. Now, does it have its flaws? Yes. Every movie has its flaws. Uh, do I think it has the flaws that everybody is really screaming that it does? No. Uh, a lot of the flaws that everybody's saying that film has are subjective. You know, it's just their opinion that they're flaws, which I guess any flaw would be subjective. But The Last Jedi, for me, did something that I didn't expect a Star Wars movie to ever do to me again. And that was, I mean, because even Episode Seven didn't do this to me. Rogue One, I mean, came close to doing it, but Last Jedi hit the nail on the head for me. And that was giving me the feeling that I was a kid again. That I was sitting there on my mother's living room floor at six years old, and she was showing me A New Hope for the first time on the Sci-Fi Channel again. That it gave me that same feeling again. And it's, and some of the things that really stood out to me, anybody who watches the Canon library already knows I'm going to mention this at some point. Um, the whole Yoda scene, man, that, that scene, I grew up with a puppet Yoda. So when the prequels came out, I didn't get my puppet Yoda. I got this digital. Well, okay, look, I got a puppet Yoda, but it was an abomination of a puppet Yoda, uh, in episode one. So bad, in fact, that they actually put the CG version back in for the Blu-ray. So thank God for that. But anyway, I didn't, I got this digital Yoda and, and I get why they made him digital. You know, it, it was pushing technology at the time. It was, you know, story wise, it was, he was going to have lightsaber battles. You couldn't really do that with a puppet. Uh, but the fact that for The Last Jedi, they went back and got the original molds for the Yoda puppet from Jedi and crafted this thing and got Frank Oz back. Everything about that scene was perfect. And I, I can't understand why people look at that scene and say that that scene was crap. Yoda, the color on Yoda was only off because he had the blue glow around him. Okay, that's the only, you know, close to being legitimate excuse that I've seen of that. The way he moved was perfect. I'm, I'm guessing the people who are complaining about the puppet Yoda are the ones who grew up with the prequels and they wanted the digital Yoda again. That, that's honestly what I'm, what I'm uh, attributing it to. But the way he moved and, I mean, the dialogue that he even said, you know, that every trilogy with Yoda, we've had one giant nugget of wisdom that came out of it on top of everything else, above everything else. You know, in the prequels, you had uh, train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose, which is something I've, you know, adapted to my life and has helped me through a lot in my life. Uh, you know, in the classic trilogy, you have do or do not, there is no try. Those are deep words to live by. 
And then you come into the sequel trilogy now, and he talks about how failure is the greatest teacher. You know, I mean, those, I get goosebumps every single time I see that scene. The music cues at the perfect moment. It's Yoda's theme. It's the puppet again with Luke. Even Mark Hamill got emotional on set when that puppet got brought out. How, how do you expect me not to get emotional? You know what I mean? That's just one scene out of that movie, though, that made me love it so much. It's just, that film brought me back, you know, I mean, and at this point, if you haven't seen the film, you're not going to watch it. So, spoil, I'm, I'm going spoiler on this. Um, when Snoke dies, I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming in the least. Um, that was a shock to me. Uh, you know, the, episode eight for me was an emotional roller coaster. Especially after in 7, we'd already lost Han. I was fully expecting we lose Leia, uh, which we didn't. But I, I was fully expecting we were going to. Especially when the explosion on the bridge happened, she got sucked out. My first thought was, oh my god, they actually did it. You know, and then she ends up coming back, obviously. But I didn't expect to lose Luke. Um, and I know there's a lot of people who are upset with Luke's, the, the way Luke went. Uh, I, I'm actually okay with it. Um, he... It's explained in the film. Even Leia and Ray were talking about it. It was he had purpose, you know. There was purpose to his death. You know, he, he that that he had peace. He was he was okay with himself. You know, um. So I, I like the Last Jedi. I love the Last Jedi actually, because to me personally, it forward it, it pushed forward, and it advanced the story in a direction that it's it felt natural based off of what had been laid as groundwork in seven. Um, which is why I can't understand why everybody was upset about the way Luke turned out in eight. What were you expecting? You know, it's like he says in the film, what did you expect? I was just going to go out with a laser sword and face down the whole first order. You know, Han told us in episode seven that Luke ran away from everything. He secluded himself. He blamed himself. He didn't want anything to do with the Jedi anymore. He gave up, you know, he ran and exiled himself. I don't know why we expected anything different out of him. Um, but the direction episode eight went to me felt natural. It was in a direction that I, I didn't see coming, honestly. Uh, and it was just beautifully shot. I absolutely love it. You know, I mean, it just, it, 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 it answered some questions. It didn't answer a lot of questions it, it you know, it posed more questions. It left more questions, you know, for coming up on nine and, and it got me even more excited for episode nine. So I'm going to say my favorite live action is, uh, the Last Jedi. Now, my second favorite uh, kind of goes back and forth between Empire and Rogue One. I used to say Rogue One was my favorite, and then Empire is my second before Last Jedi. But if Rogue One and Empire kind of bounce back and forth for me. Um, one day it'll be one, next day it'll be the other. So um, you take Last Jedi out of the picture. There's two there. It's either Rogue One or, Je or, or uh, Empire. So, um, do you prefer Clone Wars or Rebels animated series, and why? Okay. Um, it's not that I prefer one over the other. I actually like both about the same. Uh, and, and for different reasons. Each have their pros and cons in my opinion. Clone Wars to me uh, really built... One of the pros for Clone Wars was it really, really built on uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship. Which we didn't see a whole lot of in the films. You know, in A New Hope when Obi-Wan's talking about how Anakin was a good friend and a great star of pilot. You know, and... Uh, a, a warrior. You really don't see a whole lot of that. I mean, there's a couple scenes, you know, the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, you see Anakin piloting the Jedi Starfighter. Yeah, but that's really the only time you see Anakin pilot anything. That's really the only time you see any of Anakin's piloting skills, not counting pod racing. So I, I really like Clone Wars because it based 
you know, it, it was based around that relationship. One of the cons I had for it at first, though, and, and it turned into a pro, was the character of Sokotano. Uh, when she was first introduced, I could not stand her. I wanted her to die. The fact that Anakin even had an apprentice was almost blasphemy to me, I guess, at first. But as the series went on, um, and as I when I sat down to watch it, when I because it was the whole series was out by the time I actually sat down to watch it. Uh, as the series went on, that character really grew um, in a way that I didn't see uh, her growing in, and, and the relationship between her and Anakin also, um, which kind of carries over into Rebels. That's one of the things I really like about Rebels was when they brought Ahsoka back into it as Fulcrum, and then you have that fight between Ahsoka and Vader, which to me. Holy crap, I was waiting for that fight. I was crying during that fight. It was insane. Um, but with Clone Wars, it, it really filled in that kind of two, three year gap there between episodes two and three. With uh, Rebels, I like it for a lot of different reasons. It it really, it brought back that nostalgia factor again. When Kirsty and I sat down and watched the first episode at her mom's house, you know, back in, what was it, 2014, Spark of Rebellion, uh, that was the first time I actually felt like I was watching Star Wars again, because even that came out before The Force Awakens did, and that was the first real Star Wars material I was getting where I felt like I was watching Star Wars again, and and I absolutely loved it, you know, it introduced these characters that, at first we thought they were nobodies, I really didn't think I was going to get behind, you know, who Zeb was, or Sabine, to be honest, from the get-go, and then as the series grew, so did the characters, and they... It, look, it got to the point, I don't, there co- could possibly be rebel spoilers in this conversation if, if you guys have not finished season four. Even up to the point where Kanan makes his exit from the show uh, when, when he uh, dies, four years, they built up a lot during that four years for Kanan, especially between uh, the novel A New Dawn and the comic series he had. It really made you care about that character a lot, especially knowing where he came from in the past you know what I mean so uh between that and and the thing is also Clone Wars never really had a finale Rebels did and the finale for Rebels showed that there was not a single filler episode in Rebels everything mattered um Rebels introduced a lot of new uh lore to Star Wars you know with the uh the world between worlds episode uh I don't really want to say time travel I don't want to say that was time travel I mean even though it was uh but I, w- I want to say it was more time manipulation than anything. Um, but, and, and opinions will vary on that. But it introduced a lot of new stuff to the classic era. Gave us stuff like Obi-Wan and the Obi-Wan and Maul fight that, you know, we never got from Clone Wars. It gave us, you know, a glimpse of Luke on Tatooine. We hear Aunt Beru even in that episode say, Luke, Luke. And it, it was, it was, I got chills just thinking about it. Um, we saw Leia in that series. We saw Lando in that series. We got some more Hondo from Clone Wars in that series. So if, if you're asking which one do I prefer, oh man, I, that's really hard call. Cause like I said, I like them both for their, for their own reasons, but I'm going to go ahead and say, I like rebels better mainly because it wrapped itself up four seasons. Boom, 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 boom. It had a finale. It made everything make sense, uh, and it's its own self-contained story. Uh, so I'm I'm going to say Rebels, uh, and you know, it also we got some more glimpses of what Vader was up to. We got glimpses of Tarkin. You know, it gave us Thrawn. Rebels gave us Thrawn again. It, he that's what brought Thrawn back into canon. It wasn't his novel. It was Rebels. 
you know, so, uh, and, and Thrawn was one of the greatest villains of the EU, if not the greatest, so uh, it was nice to have him back as well. Uh, your third question, uh, are the deleted scenes in the movies canon too, or just the standard length movie itself? Uh, okay, deleted scenes. The only way a deleted scene is canon is if it's in the novelization of that film. And now, now this only applies to 7, 8, Rogue One, and Solo so far. Okay, those are the only only four uh, films. I'll, I'll get to the other films, uh, the other six films in a minute. Uh, the new films, the Disney films, okay, the Disney era films, I guess you could say. If the scenes are not in the novel, they're not canon. If they're not in the comic adaptation, they're not canon. Uh, there's one scene in particular that uh, that just became canon in another kind of way. I don't want to say became canon. Uh, there was a scene from episode 7 that was cut. It was a deleted scene on the Blu-ray. It was uh, Finn and Rey on Starkiller Base and the Speeder being chased by other snow speeders. Uh, that was cut from the film, but it's in the novel. I believe it was in the comic adaptation, if I remember right, but they just made a Forces of Destiny episode of it as well. So that scene is canon. There was a deleted scene from episode 7 of Chewie ripping Unkar Plot's arms off in Mos Kanata's castle. That wasn't in the film, uh, but it was in the novel. So that is canon. That did happen. Uh, now, if there's a deleted scene, let's say, and I, don't, I can't think of any off the top of my head, uh, maybe, maybe you guys can let me know in the comment section below if there's a deleted scene on a Blu-ray and it's not in the comic and it's not in the novel, then no, it is not canon. It never did happen. Now, if you go back to, uh, pre 2012, 2014 canon, I should say, uh, the novelizations of episodes one through six. All right. These are really fuzzy. I still get people arguing with me on this every single time I say it, but this is the way it is, all right? And I get where they're coming from. We're both right. We're both wrong in a way. Those novels, the the uh, episode one, episode two, episode three novels, those are not official canon, all right? There's a loophole to that because, yes, the parts of the book that are in the film are canon. That is true, all right? But the deleted scenes of those novels are not canon. There were some deleted scenes um, in those novels. Like there was one in particular that I can remember from the Revenge of the Sith novel. It was uh, when Anakin and Obi-Wan were on the elevators uh, trying to get to the spire where uh, Palpatine was being held. And watching on a security uh, hollow was Dooku and uh, Palpatine watching it. And it was just Jedi antics. You know, and, and Dooku ended up making the comment of something along the lines of, you know, I don't want to kill him because he's essentially my grandson, you know, because he trained Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon trained Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan trained Anakin, right? So they're technically kind of his grandson and great-grandson. Uh, I remember that scene. And then there was another scene in, in that same novel that I wish to God was canon, but it is not at this point. There was a scene where uh, Obi-Wan is talking to Padme. And he essentially tells Padme that he knows about them, that he knows Anakin and Padme are romantically uh, uh, involved with one another. But he never said anything because it made Anakin happy because it mattered to him. You know, uh, that's what made Anakin who he was. And and that scene and the way it was written was beautiful. Um, Matthew, uh, Matthew, uh, Stover, I believe is who wrote that did an amazing job writing that scene. And that wasn't in the film, but that scene is not canon now. Um, any, any of the deleted scenes 
from the DVDs or Blu-rays of the prequels, those are not canon. Uh, any of the uh, deleted scenes from, like, my favorite deleted scene of all time uh, from Empire Strikes Back is 3PO ripping the sign off the door on the Hoth base, on Echo base, and the snowtroopers coming up and opening the door, and a Wampa reaches out and grabs one of them and pulls it in. My favorite deleted scene of all time. It should have been in the movie. I, I will fight that to this day. I don't know why Lucas took it out. It makes no sense to me. But I digress. So that is not canon, though. Uh, the only novelizations as of now that are canon and everything that is not in the film that is in the book is canon are these three little weird uh, adaptations we got. For New Hope, it's called The Princess, The Scoundrel, and The Farm Boy. Uh, for Empire Strikes Back, it was called So You Want to Be a Jedi. And for... Uh, Return of the Jedi, I believe it was called Beware the Power of the Dark Side. Those are our uh, canon adaptations at this point, and they're not the greatest. Uh, a new, the one for New Hope is actually readable. The other two really aren't. So, uh, But there are extra scenes in those novels that are canon now because they're in that. Like Leia's interrogation scene is in that one. So it's definitely worth reading that first one for New Hope just to get that scene. Um, but I am, I'm hoping that answered your question. It's very confusing uh, and I know I took a lot of time actually answering those questions, but it's, it's something uh, that really needs focused on once in a while, and it does need addressed uh, more often than you would think. So, uh, thank you for the questions, Jamie. Uh, I'm I'm great. That I'm so I'm grateful that you have uh, found this channel. I'm, I'm I'm glad you like the content, and I'm I'm over the moon to have you as a follower. So, uh, thank you for sending in the question, Jamie. Thank you very much. Uh, question number two this week, man, I, I spent a long time on question number one. Question number two this week comes from, uh, Connor Grady, Grady. I'm going to say it's Grady and Connor says, Hey man, awesome videos. Love what you do. Thank you, man. I do appreciate it very, very much. Uh, I'm hoping you guys like the new format also. So, uh, please don't lynch me if you guys like the videos and you don't like this, just let me know, you know, I'll, I'll adjust here and there. But Connor says, I was thinking about the star Wars comics and noticing that they seem to focus on smaller characters for limited series. Uh, example, Lando, Mace Windu, Thrawn, Captain Phasma. What smaller characters would you like to see get their own limited series? I personally would love a Kit Fisto more in line with the Tar Tartovsky? I think I said that right, series version. I know what you're talking about. Um, a Young Qui-Gon and Dooku series, and maybe even an origin of how Grievous got his cough. Keep up the good work. Love your vids. Thank you, brother. I do appreciate it. Uh, and I've had to think about this for quite a while uh, because there's several that come to mind, but it really doesn't fit the criteria of what you said with smaller characters. Uh, I mean, as far as big characters go, there's a lot that I would love to see. You know, I, I, Obviously, I want a five-issue Luke run. Uh, he's the only one out of the classic trilogy that hasn't gotten a five-issue run yet. Uh, I'd love to see a Luke run, uh, and you know I, you you brought up Qui Gon, Qui Gon and Dooku, uh, that that'd be a really cool one to see, almost along the lines of what Obi Wan and Anakin was. I'm assuming uh, seeing a Qui Gon and Dooku that would that would be a really really cool one actually, uh, to kind of see the dynamic of those characters uh, pre Phantom Menace. That would be great, uh, which you know takes you even further back to where I would like to see, uh, you know, Luke and Ben. Uh, but honestly, I would, I would rather see, I mean, when I say Ben, I mean solo. Uh, I, I would rather almost see a novel for that. As far as comics go, man, the only one that I've really thought about is Luke. Cause we haven't had a, a, a five issue Luke run. So 
smaller character. I am going to say... I know we've gotten some more of him in uh, the Poe Dameron comic. But I'm going to say Lorison Tekka. I think that would be a comic that would really delve a little more into what the Force is. Uh, it would kind of essentially carry on kind of what they're doing with the Afro comics where uh, they're kind of bringing an archaeological aspect into it a little bit. Uh, but it would it would show, you know, how he got to where he was on Nemoidia when he pops up in the Poe Dameron comic. I'd like to see Lorison Tekka. That'd be a neat one. Um... Let's see, from the classic trilogy, uh, I want a five-issue run of the black guy on Cloud City that was running from the Imperials carrying the ice cream maker. That is the one I want. Uh, make it happen, Marvel. I definitely want to see why that ice cream maker was so damned important. Um, <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, we got Lobot in the Lando series, so I, I was going to say Lobot, but... He was already, I mean, we got a lot of backstory on Lobot, actually, in that comic. There's been a lot of characters already really covered. Greedo, I wouldn't mind having a Greedo five-issue run and it ending with him getting blasted in the cantina. That'd be kind of neat. Um, even a Jabba the Hutt-esque, I mean, something surrounding Jabba the Hutt, that would be really neat uh, as well. But honestly, what I would really like, and it would kind of, I mean, look, Shadows of the Empire, obviously it was an EU novel. Uh, but it is no longer canon, but you, you could bring aspects of that back to canon. Give me a five-issue, six-issue run of Boba Fett trying to get Han Solo to Jabba after he's frozen in carbonite. I wouldn't mind seeing that, especially knowing, because it only makes sense that all of the bounty hunters would be trying to steal Han from Boba before he can get to Jabba. Uh, it, it only makes sense. I want to see that story as well. I think that one would be a lot of fun to read, uh, and you could spread it out over five issues. Um Speaking of the comics, though, there is one thing that I'm waiting to pop see pop up in the comics, and it hasn't done it yet. And if it doesn't, I'm going to be very, very disappointed. There's one event that I've been waiting in the Star Wars comic to see if to see if it comes up, and that is this. And the Empire Strikes Back when Han's getting ready to leave uh, Hoth, he tells Leia, "You know, the bounty hunter we ran into on Ord Mandel changed my mind." I want to see that. I want to see who that bounty hunter was because I'm I'm hoping to God it was Bane. I'm hoping to God it was Cad Bane. Uh, so uh, thank you for the question. I'm going to go ahead and say the one I want the most uh, is Boba Fett taking Han to Jabba the Hutt. I think that'd be a great one. Uh, and some of your ideas, that would be great too. A Kit Fisto, especially because you could really, the, the Mace Windu comic wasn't really called Mace Windu. It was, I mean, it was, it was Mace Windu Jedi of the Republic or something like that. You could do that with any of the, uh, Jedi. You could do Kit Fisto Jedi of the Republic or, you know, Adi Galea Jedi of the Republic, Yoda Jedi of the Republic, something like that. So that, that's a really, really cool idea, uh, and, and a really cool thought. Thanks for the question, brother. I do appreciate it. Question number three this week comes from Tara Makrowski. I believe I said that right. Uh, and Tara says, uh, been watching for a while and just wanted to let you know, I hope that this channel is one of the few that comes out on top as far as Star Wars content's concerned. Uh, it's hard to stand out with so many people doing this. Thank you. I do appreciate that very, very much. I actually had somebody write in not too long ago. Actually, I guess it's been longer ago than I thought. Jesus, it's been like two years. Somebody wrote in and said that, uh, the, along the same lines of what you said, uh, something about that's how Star Wars Underworld started. Uh, and, and I mean that that was really really cool. And then somebody commented on a video last week and said the Canon Library was one of their top three Star Wars podcasts on YouTube. And 
I mean, that made me feel great. I mean, that was that was awesome because it wouldn't be anything without you guys tuning in every week uh, for these podcasts and for these little videos, you know, and, and not to get off topic, but this is something I this channel is already. Yeah, it's a tiny channel compared to everything else. But I don't care. You know, I just I, I do this because I love it and to actually find out people actually do care enough about somebody else's opinion to, to listen as much as they do floors me and, and and you guys have no idea how grateful I am for every one of you guys that have hit that subscribe button so uh, thank you guys very very much back to your question though um, I know the hype is beginning to build for solo uh, but I just can't seem to find uh, oh I just lost where I was but I can't I just can't seem to find it in myself Alden sounds nothing like Han Solo there's only one Han Solo and it's Harrison Ford what are your thoughts on Alden's solo do you think there could be more solo films coming since he signed a three-picture deal. Uh, thanks for the uh, question, Tara. And uh, first off, I'm going to answer the last part of your question first. Do I think there could be more solo films coming? Uh, no, I don't I don't think they're doing that. I don't think they're going to be like uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story 2. You know, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think that's just run-of-the-mill stuff for any... any you know, property of Disney at this point. Uh, with Marvel, they signed their actors on for several films, uh, you know, just in case they need him to come back. And I'm guaranteeing that's all it is. They they had him, that he's contractually obligated to two more just in case they need him for something. In case they do, you know, a Boba Fett movie and they need Han Solo. You know, if they do a young, I don't know, uh, I if Lando gets his own movie, I don't know, you know, and you need Han for it. Uh, but it, 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 it makes complete sense. That's just how, that's just good housekeeping on, uh, Lucasfilm's part, uh, to be honest. So no, I don't think there's going to be any sequels to Solo. Uh, not saying Solo is not going to warrant a sequel. It won't be good enough, but I just don't think they're going to do anything like that. Um, as far as the hype for Solo, yeah, it is starting to build up. I've seen opinions change a whole lot over the last uh, three months since those first trailers came out. Um, but to, to answer your concerns about Alden not sounding like Han Solo, not sounding like Harrison Ford. Um, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. Don't don't take this the wrong way. Uh, everybody is entitled to their own opinion, uh, and, and this this is mine. This is just my opinion. I'm not saying you're right. You're, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. Um, I I can understand why everybody wants Alden to sound like Harrison Ford. It makes sense to me. I understand where you're coming from. Okay, I'm gonna be the guy. That tries to bridge the gap between these two groups because nobody else has done it so far. This Han Solo is not the Han Solo. This isn't your daddy's Han Solo. This isn't even our Han Solo. All right. This is a Han Solo that has yet to go through the last 10 years before we get to a new hope. Now, granted, we're going to, we got a featurette thing like a week ago, and there's one part of that where he looks at Lando and says, Han Solo, and he sounds just like Harrison Ford. Now, I don't want somebody doing an impression of Harrison Ford. I don't want I don't want that. I want somebody to take the character, put their own spin on it, and make it something we love. Now, do I want a couple of little nuggets here and there to remind me that it's Han Solo? Oh, absolutely. There's a couple times I'm going to want him to sit down and say something or do something that is dead on Harrison Ford. You have to you have to pay homage to that, but it shouldn't be through the entire film. It shouldn't be. This is well before this is 10 years, you know, before we see him. This is a third of his life before we see him in A New Hope. 
he's only two thirds of the way there at this point. You know, um, to to put it in perspective, I'm going on thirty. You know, ten years ago I was nineteen. I was a much different person at nineteen than I am now. I didn't even look the same. I couldn't grow a beard to save my life. Uh, I I just I I. I was a much, much different person at 19 than I am now. You know, I'm the person I am now because of what I went through when I was 19. So that's the same kind of thing that I think Han's going to go through in this where I don't want people hating on it because it's not the Han Solo we we know and love. It's not supposed to be. That's the whole point, you know. So, uh, but but I hope that answer... like I said, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm just, I'm hoping you can kind of see it from my point of view and maybe kind of understand it a little more to where when he doesn't come out as the Han Solo we know, it doesn't, it doesn't come off as abrasive to you. You know what I mean? Um, so, and as far as there only being one Han Solo and it being Harrison Ford, everybody said the same thing about Obi-Wan when episode one was coming out. Nobody can be Obi-Wan but Alec Guinness. Now it's nobody can be Obi-Wan but Ewan McGregor. So, uh, it, you can't say that until you've actually seen him as Han Solo. And at this point, all we, we've all seen the same footage, you know, and we, we've seen all of what, three minutes of the movie, maybe five, you know, so we've got to take a step back and just wait. Don't judge something we've never even seen. Go into it with an open mind, because that's the biggest problem right now with Star Wars fans, I think. Uh, they, they don't have an open mind, you know, and, and now... And these same people are the ones coming out saying, oh, if you love everything Disney does, you're not a real Star Wars fan. I don't love everything Disney does. There are several things that Disney has done with Star Wars that I'm like, oh, God. And one of them actually just happened this past week. We got Jackson the Rabbit brought back into canon. Why? 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 But anyway, um, so so please, please take this uh, as... A goodwill advice, if you would. Please go into it with an open mind. Uh, please go into it not expecting what you're expecting right now. Please leave all of your, uh, uh, you know, please leave all of your, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, apprehensions. That's the word I'm looking for. Please leave all your apprehensions at the door when you go in to see this movie. Just have fun with it. You know, obviously he doesn't look like Harrison Ford. You're not going to find somebody that looks just like Harrison Ford. There's no way you're going to do it. So just go in and have fun with the movie. Take it for what it is. Stuff some popcorn in your mouth. And let's just have a good time with this movie. You know? So uh, thank you for the question, though, Tara. I do appreciate it. And the last question tonight. Boy, we're already coming up on the hour mark. Uh, The last question tonight comes from Matthew Tico. And Matthew says, since pre-sale ticket numbers are out for Solo, now do you think Solo will make more money than Infinity War? I tend to believe it will just because it is a Star Wars movie. That is a brand that families know is a household name, especially with the name Solo attached to it. Uh, thanks for the question, Matthew. And uh, plain and simple, no, there's no way in hell Solo is going to make as much money as Infinity War. Uh, even if it is a Star Wars movie. It, Infinity War has already made more money than Rogue One ever did. He, Infinity War in a week made what Rogue One did in its entire run. And it's still going. It's uh, it's on its first week of release. Infinity War is going to join the $2 billion club. You you can almost bank on that. Infinity War is going to cross the $2 billion mark. Solo will not. There's no way in hell Solo is going to bring... The only Star Wars film that's crossed $2 billion so far, I think, was Force Awakens, if I remember right. 
because uh, Rogue One made like 1.05 billion, something like that. I don't remember what Last Jedi made. Um, I know it made over a billion. There's no way in hell Solo makes as much as Infinity War. No, I am not ready to admit that. There's no way in hell. Um, do I wish it would? Oh my God. If it, look, Solo might come out. The biggest thing Solo's going to have going for it is going to be word of mouth. That's going to be the biggest thing. And it's, it's going to be, that's going to be what makes or breaks that movie. It really is. Like, like I, going back to what I said earlier about Solo, if it makes 750, I'm considering it a success, you know, especially with the negative, uh, publicity, publicity, excuse me, that it's had around it. So, uh, no, it, there's mm, no God. No, uh, a week ago I would have said, you know, maybe there's a possibility cause I was thinking infinity war would make like 1.3, 1.4, you know, cause that's about what the first two Avengers movies made. Boy, I was wrong. I, I was so far wrong on that. Uh, and I should have known, you know, this, this big long game that Marvel ended up playing with this movie. I should have known, but, uh, yeah, there's no way in hell that no, Solo will never make as much money as Infinity War. Uh, you can almost take that to the bank right now. Now, if it comes out and does, and it, I mean, if it makes more than Infinity War, I'll eat my words. I will, Matthew, I will send you any Star Wars canon novel you want. If, look, I will tell you that right now. I'll make you this deal. If Infinity War gets beaten by Solo at Global Box Office, I'll send you whichever canon novel you want. I don't care which one it is. I, I'll make you that deal. So, um, I, I mean, I hope it does. That'd be really, really cool to see solo, especially with everybody trash talking solo. That would be so great to see is it beat infinity war, but I just, I don't, I don't see it. I don't think it's in the stars, but, uh, thanks for the question, Matthew. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here before I sign off though. Uh, let me reiterate, uh, starting September 1st, uh, we will be doing the star Wars Canon podcast on Patreon. It'll be exclusive to the Patreon supporters. Uh, guys, don't freak out. It's only a couple dollars a month. That's all it is. Uh, go on over to Patreon. I'll put the link in the in the uh, description box below. Uh, and uh, go on over there. Uh, I'd love to have your guys' support. And, and it'll help keep everything else running as far as the YouTube and everything. And like I said earlier, let me know in the comments section what you guys w would like to see in, on the YouTube uh, channel as, as far as that goes. Once I start doing that, what kind of things would you guys like to see? Because I do want to still keep doing uh, a mailbag. Uh, and, and, and maybe a couple of other things, but, uh, we'll, like I said, let me know. Um, like I said, it's only $2 a month and you know, we're doing four podcasts a month. It's only going to be 50 cents a podcast and each one's going to be an hour to two hours long. Um, probably closer to two hours. This one is over an hour. Uh, and I'm going to have Chris Stolle with me and we both like to talk some star Wars once in a while. So it'll probably be closer to two hours a week. Uh, but I, as far as the, uh, Canon library goes on YouTube, I will keep doing the uh, podcast, I'm sorry, the uh, this weekly podcast, uh, plus any reaction videos, any reviews, uh, which keep an eye out. I do have a review coming for Last Shot. I did finish it. Uh, great, great book. Uh, but keep an eye out for that. I will get the review out for that. Uh, so uh, until next time, guys, thank you so much for everything you guys do. Make sure to visit the website, www.starwarscanonlibrary.com, especially if you're just now getting into the canon material. There's a timeline there of everything in chronological order, every novel, every comic, everything so far, uh, minus the last batch of Forces of Destiny uh, episodes. I have to get those on there. I'll probably do that tonight. Uh, there's also cover art of every comic issue there, uh, every film poster. Uh, and you can also find the list of upcoming canon 
there on that site as well. You can email us any question for mailbag from the site there as well. Uh, if you don't feel like sending it to us through the website, you can send it to us at StarWarsCanonLibrary@gmail.com. I'll put that uh, link in the description box below, as well as the link to our Facebook page. Richard J., one of our most devout followers, is doing a hell of a job running that. Make sure to head over there and give a like on that as well. If you guys like this podcast, please give me a thumbs up. If you guys really liked it, I'd love to have you guys hit that subscribe button. I'd love to have you guys as followers. So until next time, guys, this is Brian signing off, and may the Force be with you.